Welcome everybody to another episode of Reasonable Wrestling, and kind of not just any episode. It's episode one ten. Um, damn, that that sounds like a lot because it is, motherfuckers. Like a hundred and ten yeah. episodes. Um, I'm just you know, just just doing what we wanted. Like this is what we envision, right? Um, you know, those who fuck with us, fuck with us, and. We got reputable in this bitch, and, you know, we still around doing it because we love wrestling. You know what I mean? So, welcome, everybody. This is Reasonable Wrestling. I am the most high. Chris, my tag team partner, Chitty Bang. And uh, we're the underground of this shit. You know what I mean? Um, there's a lot of wrestling podcasts. You know what I mean? There's a... A lot of podcasts, but ain't nothing like us. You know what I mean? No, nah, no, nah, definitely not. Definitely not. I think we keep it a buck on here. You know, a lot of people doing their work, you know, and shout out to them. Uh, and shout out to all the listeners, man. We we, we, we love that you guys come on our SoundCloud and, and our iTunes and, and come with us every single week listening and, you know, get, get these takes off. Uh, shout out to at Gerald's. Um, is it Gerald Roberts? Yeah, hold on, is, hold on. We're going to be doing a live with him after SummerSlam. Let me pull Shout out to him for, you know, plug, promoting our, um, our podcast as well. So, um, and all, you know, and, and it's not easy to come to the mic all the time. So, shout out to everybody doing podcasts, you know. Because each time it went harder than a thing, it seems. You know, we, so we talking our shit, y'all talking your shit. But let's talk more, some more shit. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about SmackDown. Let's talk about... How SmackDown ended. Let's kick off the show with that, man. Uh, there was a uh, ambush, as you say, may may say, or a kind of Nexus-like angle uh, where the Retribution group, which honestly I thought was pretty cool, that they stemmed it from uh, Raw with the, you know the they they torched uh, uh, maybe a fuse box and they were they were playing into like you know the mic problem, the light problems, and then you saw that play like into the problems on SmackDown with the lights and the bikes and everything going on. They kind of like um, pieced it together very well as far as uh, getting it to be believable that this group is out there. Um, but it was kind of jarring with the way they presented it on SmackDown. You know, we still don't know who these people are, uh, but there was a group who interfered and uh, what, 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 what was the match? Or was it after the match? It was it was after the match, I believe. Um, the Corbin and Sheamus match. Um, that kind of yeah, right on. Um, yeah, I think they came right after that. Um, excuse me. Um, it was lackluster. You know what I mean? Um, it was. It wasn't jarring. Uh, well, I mean, okay, yeah, okay. We can we we'll use the word. Jar- it, it, it was jarring, right? Um, it was jarring because of the cut, right? Man. Yeah, it was yeah. not jarring because, like, in a good way. We're like, no. oh, wow, this group. It was it was lukewarm as far as impact. Yeah, it, it was, was it was very, yeah. At the most, it was lukewarm as far as impact. As far as the way they presented it, it was very jarring. Honestly, now if this was like how they presented, and this is a take that's not my take. I saw someone maybe on Twitter, Facebook, I don't know, but if they presented 
sanity like this when it came up, that would have made sense to me. You know, the spray paint, the banging on the, you know, obviously you asked me there, but, you know, just tearing down everything, cutting, cutting the ropes. Sanity felt like a chaotic group of chaos who are um, an, an, anarchists, per se. You know, but I remember seeing everything going on with the George Floyd protests and everything with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. And, I'm, and I thought to myself, are they going to use this in wrestling? I, I thought to myself, and I honestly thought to myself, yes, they are. You know, uh, and I don't know. I'm not, to be honest, I'm quite mad. I'm not even mad at it. But I think it's kind of a lazy effort to go about it this way. I don't, I don't think that was that at all. And I was trying to avoid the people that were saying that on Twitter and on social media because I just, I mean, to be honest, like, I don't think nobody's using that. You know what I mean? Like, here's, I, here's, here's what I'm going to say. This is a definitely, this is definitely influenced by a protest. This is not something that they just put, say, hey, you know what? Let's have these guys in masks. You know, it's definitely influenced by a protest in terms of the the style and image of what they're portraying. Now, are they going to come out and say this is about Black Lives Matter or injustice? No, they're going to come out and say it's Bruh, it's, bruh the, you're telling me that they're using. I I I mean I I guess you know we had a show people last week called statues. People, you know, cut, you know all this. They shit didn't rip down. They, they didn't rip down any like, statues. And put art. They didn't rip down any. They just uh, okay. So uh, if if there weren't any protests going on outside and we saw this group, then what would this group be? If there was what? If there was nothing going on outside and then you saw this group on TV, then what what would you think? I mean, I would think they're anarchists that they brought up from from NXT. But this is what I'm looking at it as. I'm saying that they wouldn't have happened. Without the protest, that's no, what I'm I, mean, I mean, that's 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 false. They've done it already, so you can't. No, say- no, 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 not like this. Not with the spray paint. Not with the whole all black, you know, ski mask. And you got these little like fucking teenagers out there. They were definitely going for a vibe of like, hey guys, we saw all these riots. We saw what we saw. Everybody saw it. Let's let's capitalize on these images that we saw on the news and try to recreate something that looks like it. This is exactly what they did. You know WWE's doing that. Life in space art, art in space life, this is what they're doing. It's, and they're not saying they're going to come out and just talk about real shit, this group. No, they're going to come out and say some wrestling shit. They're be like, oh, this is retribution for whatever the fucking group is. Nigga, who's, who, who, who the fuck in that group deserves retribution, my nigga? It's a whole bunch of people that look like me out there. It's like five, six, five, seven people out there. Like, nobody, like, who, 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 who like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I know WWE just trademarked Just Us, so I'm not sure if they're going with that for the group or if it's going to be retribution. Either way, I feel like personally, and you can disagree, but I feel like it was definitely influenced from the from the protest. I'm not solely sold on the way they presented it. Uh, on Raw, though, I liked what I saw. I really liked how they presented them on Raw because they weren't like they 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 looked like oh something's happening where people are outside, you know, causing causing problems with the show. This looked like this looked like they infiltrated the show, and they. They were tearing shit down, but they looked like they were five six, five five, like you said, and they don't seem that threatening. They just look like a bunch of kids out there. So it was, it definitely was a bad look. Um, I'm hearing a rumor that these were stand-ins 
you know, stand-ins for the real group. Um, and I, what I want to ask you is, with the group, when they do debuts of action and they take off their mask, who do you think they will be? You know, who I I have a feeling that it might be Samaso and, and some people. I'm not saying that it, it makes sense, but I can see it being Samaso and, and some people going getting called up with him. I mean, he has a stable and he's gonna you know debut on um, the main roster or you know on Raw or SmackDown. Feel me? Um, I I honestly. Between this and the ninja shit, like, I can't, I don't know. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I honestly, like, when I saw the, when I saw what I saw on Monday, um, it was, it, it had been intriguing, like, when they did the thing. But, you know, they tied it into last week, you know what I mean? And with the lights going out and stuff like that, I think last SmackDown or something. And my thing is, is, excuse me. Um, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I, I have, I, I'm in the, I'm in the mindset of watching the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, just and experience it because I genuinely don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, I, <laughs> like, I, like, you know, gotcha. you, like you said, like you said, like, um, you think it's the Antifa, you know, relations of the Black Lives Matter movement and shit like that. And I don't know. I got to go back on the timeline of when I saw it. Um, and when it happened and kind of see if I can correlate the two or see if it even makes sense. But, but from the beginning of this, I, I did not know what it was, you know what I mean? And then it looks like they have been using different people at different times because there are different shapes and sizes and characteristics and mannerisms between what they pre-taped and then what they had coming on SmackDown. To me, man, it was just, like I said, it was... What if they if if it was standings then I was whack like it was lackluster yeah. and it was like if it was like if it was uh Dino if it was Dijakovic and it was Tommaso and it was some guys like I would have I would have respected it more if it wasn't that because I think those guys are a little bit more polished than what the hell what was supposed to be portrayed you know what I mean like I feel like if it was Tommaso and Dijakovic we'd be like oh that's Tommaso <laughs> that's Dijakovic we would have seen it. And we wouldn't recognize them. I mean, look at Donald. But that's like, that's fine. But that's that, but that's fine. I mean, to me, honestly, that's fine realistically because then when you got somebody swinging a bat or a metal pipe or beating up the actual wrestlers that are behind, like those, like bruh, if if me nigga would have, like, I need a gat to pull up on my fucking, you know what <laughs> I mean? Who like who's the big the big uh? African dude that's back there, dog. Like, now I need a shake to pull up on that nigga. I can't just, yeah, I can't run up on that nigga with no black mask, nigga. Like, it didn't make no sense. Like, honestly, it was a dud on SmackDown. Like, I'm gonna be honest. I was intrigued on on Monday when they actually did the whole angle on SmackDown. I thought it was a dud, and then you had the cuts, which were incredibly jarring and, and 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 chaotic. You know, now the cuts. I would say they did that to kind of play into the fact that they were going up to cameras, you know, chasing cameramen and all that stuff. So they kept cutting, but still, it didn't work. It just didn't work. Yeah, this whole the whole show was just trash. Um, SmackDown, <laughs> SmackDown was SmackDown was a bad show from. Sheamus, like, I thought it was going to be fire, right? Um, it started off with the you know Bray Wyatt uh, promo, which is always fucking great. Um, and then we had Riddle and Sheamus, which was a slapper. 
But then it was a deep, you know, shout out to, um, I got to pull him up on Twitter because I want to, I want to add him. We like, we, we, we legit between me and you on Twitter, uh, between me and you in real life. And then Phil Lindsay. So at Phil DL 616. Um, he's actually now a writer for a Bleacher Report wrestling. Oh, so, yes. Con- yeah, so I'm like, damn, nigga, you, you might not have no time to be fucking with a nigga like me. Yeah, man. He, <laughs> he said he always got time, but like, um, he brought up the fact that he's so tired of DQ finishes. You know what I mean? Okay. And there were five on the uh, on this show, I believe. Um, uh, for real? Uh, the the riddle, the riddle, Sheamus. I know Jeff Hardy, Sheamus. I mean Jeff Hardy, uh, Barrett Corbin, uh, and Riddle, she- Riddle and Sheamus. Uh, and then we had. Riddle, I mean, then yeah, we had a Baron T- Corbin. T- Tucker, Tucker and Miz was a DQ. Damn. And, um, and, yeah. That, like, and it, the show was riddled with, like, I think the only clean finish we had was Cesaro against Liz Dorado. Okay. So, like, yeah, I, I, I think DQ finishes. Uh, need to be spread spread out a little bit. If you're doing four or five on the show, that's a little bit much. And then we had a, a couple of non finishes on your pay per view not too long ago. Then so you had non finishing on Raw once. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's it's it's. But it's that's not... to protect the people that they're trying to build. And, and <sighs> but you can't do it the way they're doing. You, you can't know? listen. Yeah. Listen, when you build a story, right? If you watch the Wire, nigga, right? If you watch the Wallace got murked first season, bruh. All he wanted to do was sell crack to feed his kids, his little brothers and sisters, dog. And niggas wigged him in his own apartment, dog. Like, like what the what difference can a wire does agree is that then Wallace has to come back and we gotta take Wallace credible from the dead, you know, after he just got killed. But, you know, so like I mean, but that's the I mean, it can happen, right? So this is my same argument with Naomi, right? So I had an argument with uh I don't even know his I don't uh, I don't even know who it was, uh Jake Nazer or something like that. Um, where we had a conversation about um, taking Naomi creditable, credible after she lost the Bailey in February and then had a few with Lacey and she's just like not looking as strong. And I'm like, so you can't lose and then like come back? You know what I mean? Like, oh, like yeah. Bailey was who, like the Bailey that we know now was not the Bailey that we knew when she was losing to Alexa Bliss, taking kendo stick shots and, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, and, and like, She's champion for 300 days. Like, you go through ebbs and flows in this business. You feel me? And she's a goddamn credible champion. You know what I mean? Like, so, and, and, and all of her previous don't got nothing to do with what she's doing now. So, that just don't make well, sense it, to it, me. Even this run, when it first started, I was definitely low on this run. And she's turned it around, you know? So, I, I definitely feel like people have... Uh, I think that people have a short-term memory. And I think that we, us wrestling fans who are deep into it, have a real long memory where it's a little bit like you, you, you we, we expect too much from the booking as far as, hey, man, it's a weekly show. You know, just take the show for what it is. If, if Naomi comes next week and she beats Sasha in a, in a, in a non, you know, in a non-title match, she's already, she's back in the swing. She's back in the swing of things, it's just, you know, so that's how that's how I look at it. And, and that's how I think the general audience looks at it because no one's sitting here saying, well, back in April, they only lost to Lacey Evans. What's going on? I mean, that but people, but I, we but, are doing that. But, but that's what I'm saying. So that's that's my thing, though. But 
outside of that, like, you do take, like, you know, when Corbin turned, right? People took, like, oh, you wasted a year of character development. We're on our show. Huh? On Gable, you mean? What'd I say? Corbin. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Gable. Gable, I'm sorry. Yes, Gable. Yes. Um, You know, that was a, you know, shout out to Phil again. You know, our conversation where he was like, you know, you wasted a year of character development, and I just had to LOL okay it. You know what I mean? Because well, the, the, the Shorty G thing wasn't good anyway. <laughs> you, know? you feel so, me? So, I mean, we didn't like it from jump. It didn't work. <laughs> they got to change him somehow. He has to pivot. It, you know, sometimes you try shit, it don't work, you got to pivot. You know, so Gable needed a turn. Gable needed something to freshen him up. I'm down to see, you know, another Gable and, and, and uh, Matt, um, Matt Riddle match. They did great before the um, Sheamus came out. So, I mean, I mean, well, no, Sheamus came out when he faced him. It was a lot of, I was confused. Bro, it was a lot. It was a lot. That's what I'm saying, bro. And then even take the, like, bro, the best thing about the show ever is Bray Wyatt slash The Fiend, right? You give us a great promo. You give us the entrance, right? We never saw the entrance. Like, you know what I mean? We see the entrance. And then Alexa Bliss just gives him the loom. I'm like, ah. It's like, not tonight, Bray. Man. <laughs> bro, no fingering tonight, bro. And then Braun came out. He's like, "Bitch, you think I care about that bitch? What the hell? I don't fuck with you." <laughs> he's, like, he's like, "I don't care about that bitch, man. You trying to get get me all wrapped up? Now I'm good." <laughs> so it was it was just all over the place, you know what I mean? Like, but that the but you know back to the group, um, you know, just like honestly, bro, I, I honestly I don't. I don't like. I need to see more of it. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh, yeah. I think I saw two or three women. You know what I mean? And like, okay, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, a lot of people's like, oh, I saw Simone Johnson. You know, I know Simone Johnson under one of them. And I'm like, well, a, how do you know? And then b, if she is, what is she gonna do on the roster? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's almost like you know what I mean? Like, okay, if Dominic has a match with 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 um with Seth, right? This is going to prove Seth's. You know, like we like Kenny Omega had a had a wrestling match with the little girl and a dummy, right? And that's what kind of made <laughs> that's what kind of gave him like, oh, he can wrestle anything, right? Shawn Michaels uh-huh. and and Ric Flair was like, oh, he can wrestle a broomstick, bro. Uh-huh. If Seth can wrestle Dominic, who just started training, what two years ago, three years ago, Max? You know what I mean? Like so, on SummerSlam, by the way, on SummerSlam and, and, and make yeah. and make it look credible, bro. Because it, it's because yeah, it's Dominic, yeah. and then it's, it's Seth Rollins, nigga, like. He put out your daddy and Alistair Black. What you think he about to do to your inexperienced ass? You feel me? <laughs> so that goes back to Simone. Like, if she's under a mask, willing to lead pipe, nigga, she can pull up on Raw if she wants to. Nigga, we've seen Bianca mad, nigga. Like, <laughs> like, oh, nigga, like. <laughs> you know, real quick, though, when you, what you made me think of when you said uh, Seth and Dominic, and, and I don't mean to pivot. I mean, we No, nah, just let's go. Not, let's just go with it. Let's like, just go but, with it. But. With Adam Cole and Pat McAfee, this right here uh, is a test for Adam Cole, really. Because if you're taking a celebrity and you said that and they're saying, oh, I don't know why he's putting Shawn Michaels' title on him. You know, but if you want to say that, fine. Have him put go up there. If he can wrestle a good match with Pat McAfee that actually from bell to bell has me interested, then hats off to Adam Cole. But fuck, no, I do not want to see Pat McAfee I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a Bell of Bell interesting. Okay, so like when when Stephen Emil came and it was Stardust and Neville, 
and you know, it was exactly it, it never was a beast. Shout out to yes. shout out, shout out to Pac. I'm sorry, you know what I mean, Pac. Uh-huh. Well, however you say your name, man. Yeah. Um, but like you say, like that, it, this is a testament to those who are surrounding those. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. it's, it's almost like you know, it's it you know the sports analogy, right? You know your quarterback is good if he makes other people better, like Russell Wilson, like because who is DJ Moore, right? Who's DK Metcalf, right? Who 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 who's Doug Baldwin, like? Who's running back? You see, you see yeah. what I'm saying? So it's Russell yeah. Wilson, or do you have to have somebody around them, right? Because we can say Tom Brady's great, you know what I mean? You know, Tom Brady's great, but when you have a polar bear that can catch footballs, my nigga, that's a security blanket <laughs> that nobody has. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so. uh, no, I feel you. People, 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 honestly, sleep on the fact that he had Gronk all the time. And I know it's not a sports podcast, but that's facts. And if you want to look at it that way, you know, uh, Seth and Seth and uh, Adam Cole are workers, man, to the utmost degree. We we give them the, the most credit. And those are guys who are the Russell Wilsons who can go out there and work with people. But Pat McAfee, bro, dog, I'm curious to see Dominic. Don't get me wrong. Because Dominic, I see he has some rhythm. He can work. He's fast. He has, he's more nimble than I thought. He some, has some athleticism to him that I've seen already showcased on, on our own. Now, I'm not sure if it's going to be a five-star match, but I'm not I mean, I'm going to watch the match for what it is. And it's a combination of this feud that they've been telling all summer. So, cool. I but think you can say that you can say this. Rushed. I don't give a fuck about it. Hold on, hold on. The whole buildup with it was whack. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We can say the same thing about this Pat McAfee and Adam Cole story. Now, you may not care about it, but they actually do have backstory. They actually do have had. This goes back to when Adam Cole was holding the tag team championships and Pat McAfee was first uh, coming on, um, on, on WWE and he was like, why are they having a punter on WWE? And he was been sending shots at Adam Cole, like, right? He'd been calling him a whiny little, you know, you surrounded your friends and now you're successful. Like, so Pat's been throwing shots. Then you have Adam Cole make this long-term, you know, championship reign, right? And then Pat McAfee goes back to the to, to the well and say, listen, yo, that, that title reign was only because... And my nigga's like, did you not see me fall from a scaffold? Nigga, did you not see me... <laughs> You know, beat the shit out of Johnny in a two out of three falls match. Did you not like, nigga? I had no help in that. Like, you feel me? Like, so I can. So now, do I want to see the wrestling match? No. But to say that they don't have, but to say that they don't have a feud or a backstory or, um, or to say they don't have a past, I won't. I won't go that far. It was. It was. It was. It's a work to me. It's a work. It comes off like a work. Now, if I was like say fourteen years old, like maybe I took the rule of work at fourteen. If it was like maybe about ten, nine years old, I'm like, oh my god, the, the announcer guy is gonna face Adam Cole. I can't wait. But to me, as a wrestling fan, you know, hey, it's a work. You guys have your match. I think this is more of a test for Adam Cole. And if he could pull off a good match with Pat McAfee. Then, like I said before, hats off to Adam Cole. Now, yeah, he I do, all the in the world. I got two more points on this, right? So, one, people want to talk about a punt, right? That nigga was a punter, okay? So, believe it. You feel me? Okay, like, 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 like his, bro, he got paid millions to do what he did to Adam Cole's head, my nigga, okay? You feel me? And, all, you know what I mean? So, um, also, you know what I mean? Um, let's talk about Pat McAfee. He's 6'1". You know what I mean? So when we talk about yep. height, 
You know, Adam Cole, I think is what, 5'10", 5'11", at best. They got him built at six feet. You feel me? So they're roughly around the same size. So the size difference doesn't matter. Now, when you're talking about wrestling, that's fine. I don't think this is a wrestling match. This is a fight. And this is why I say I kind of, I don't dig it, but I can understand it, right? Pat McAfee, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's a mouthpiece, right? He's a, he's a sports guy. What can't athletes do to these sports guys? Put fucking hands on these niggas when they talk shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. honestly, we look at some of these sportscasters and we're like, yo, these niggas can't do shit. That nigga punted Adam Cole in the head. Now Adam Cole got retribution. I don't think this is a wrestling match. I think this is a fight. And I think if they if they go about it that way, I think we can. I, it'll be more believable. I feel you, and I and I, I mean, I'm definitely going to tune in. I'm not tuning in for that match, though. But no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not tuning in for that However, match. But yeah, huh? yeah I say yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not tuning but, for that when match. It, when it comes to NXT, I heard you um, having a Twitter back and forth with somebody. I think it might have been of uh, Lindsay. Uh, he was saying that NXT has made some errors to stay wet on USA since they've been on USA, and this is the first time I've seen that NXT is kind of blending into, like, the raw SmackDown kind of shit they do, where it's like, oh, there's a celebrity coming on an NXT show. Now, one thing I want to give them credit for is that they're at the point where they can even do that. NXT is now at the point where it's legitimate. You can say that people are coming from, you know, a uh, outside of your field to join and be on that brand, and you're not going to say, hey, this guy has to be on a raw SmackDown. However, what NXT used to be, was a show for the hardcore WWE wrestling fan who wants to see great matches. And it was like that kind of like place where people are like, yo, they're hungry, and you could see in their matches. Do you think this match is sensationalizing NXT to a point, you know, and do, does that take away some of the essence of what we love about NXT? You Listen, I mean? if, we, if we talk business and logic all the time, right, NXT puts WWE in the red, right? NXT loses money for, for WWE. Like that's just the fact. Now, if we can, now that they're on, now that they're part of the, now that they're part of the big boys, right? Because this isn't the lovable underdog on the on the on the U on the network, right? You're on TV, right? You're you're on NBC Universal. This is you're 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 a publicly traded company on a publicly traded company now. Like this is no, this isn't. That, that all that's done at this point, especially when the talent is getting paid with those dollars. With that being said, the crossover appeal that just happened, you you it, it paid for itself right now, right? Okay, so yeah, you're right. You know, Pat McAfee, ESPN. Pat McAfee is on ESPN. You know, talking about right, Triple H is on ESPN, right? So like, you have these eyeballs that you won't necessarily see. Now I understand. I understand this is tricks and shit, right? Because NXT lose flat out again. I think they lost to in the three hundred thousand, damn near three hundred thousand, right? It was nine. Oh, yeah. There was nine hundred thousand AW to like six six fifty or something like that, right? So you think about it, like, can it be a recovery punch, possibly? Yes or no, right? Could it be? Not McAfee, though. Not, He's not telling me. I don't think it's. It's, it's not. That. I don't. I mean, General audience members. It's no, I don't. It's not that though. You gotta understand. Eyeballs are eyeballs. You feel me? So Pat McAfee, granted, Pat McAfee, excuse me, isn't a name in wrestling. 
he isn't a draw at all. He isn't a okay. You can say that, and I say the same thing about Dan Orlowski. When I go right, right, Dan Orlowski's on ESPN as well. Dan Orlowski was the fucking Lions quarterback that we see the gif of of running outside of the back of the end zone. That's Dan Orlowski, and he's on ESPN telling me about what a good quarterback is. You feel me? So. <laughs> Like you, you, like so, you can't tell me who's a draw or not. You, you see what I'm saying? I can tell you Pat McAfee. No, I can. No, I'm saying for. I'm, I'm just saying for eyeballs, right? He's on ESPN, nigga. Like this is the worldwide. ESPN is oh, the oh, only. Just because you got a job, and you can see this even in wrestling. Just because you got a job doesn't mean you're a draw. But I, I mean, but with that being said, with that being said, and I'm not making the case for anything. But what I'm saying is, if Pat McAfee can cross promote. On his net, on his thing, which he has because he has his audience. Like he had, bro. He has a like. We have a reasonable wrestling oh, show. And, and I got something to say something too on that. I, I I did my research. I saw Pat McAfee's show. You know what the highest, most the highest views by far on his show is on his show is is when Adam Cole was on there. A million views. Everything else is in the what two hundred thousands. So no, he's getting the rub. He's getting the rub from NXT. So it's not like he's bringing anything to the table. They're trying to say they're trying to bill us on this Pat McAfee show. I mean, I mean this um this match, and I feel like it's helping Pat McAfee more than anything. The what the rub was was they were on ESPN. Pat McAfee talked about the match. Triple Triple H, you know, made a challenge on ESPN. That's the rub when people are like, oh, Trip, they're doing that wrestling thing again. All right, boom, they got him on ESPN. So shout out to that. For Shakira, he's helping out Pat McAfee more than it's helping. He and then he's helping out the WWE. I'm gonna keep it real. And he, even even Pat McAfee got to be on ESPN for this. So I understand. Let's leave it at that. I'm not, I feel you on that. I feel you. So with that being said, going back to what you're saying, as far as does it hurt NXT or does NXT lose its luster? Yeah, no. I mean, I can. My 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 thing is is that is is NXT reactionary at this point? Yes. Uh, does it hurt the storytelling? Absolutely. Um, is it transparent of what they're doing? Yes, because this is a cheap pot. Don't get me wrong. Like, yes, I'm not saying in any way Pat McAfee moves the needle. What I'm telling you is is that. Pat McAfee may bring two sets of eyeballs that was not coming to NXT, and what and, and what that need and 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 that in itself is a win for what they're trying to do, because all right then shout out to that Pat McAfee for bringing two sets of eyeballs. You know what that is? That's one person. I, I mean, I'm, but I mean, I, I mean, no, I'm, I'm I know, I know, but I'm just saying. But I mean, in the, I, I, mean, I mean, now we're talking. Now we in the groove, right? Now we in my my lane, right? We're talking business. <laughs> we're talking logic, nigga. Like this is it. Like, like if we, if we making a cat, right? If we making a cat for it, because you know that's the that's the kids' words nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if we making a cat for it, like let's let's you know, that one set of eyeballs may not be a wrestling fan. It may be some money. All right. You know what I mean? You, I mean, you, like, you what? feel me? Like, I, if they want to do that for NXT, cool. It's just it's just weird for me. Who I'd be like, yo, NXT's my baby. I love this show. And then they bring in and Pat McAfee trying to sell me and make that your main. Like, that was on NXT. That was the, that was a culminating um, um, angle. was Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. And I, and I sat there and watched the whole show. After a week ago saying, hey, that wasn't a great show. 
to wait for that. And I was like, I'm disappointed again. And I was like, damn, yo, that's two weeks in a row. So to me, I wasn't intrigued. You know, then you have, you know, and, and, and you know, you can pick it from this. You got the whole thing with Karrion Cross and Keith Lee. Honestly, I don't know where, where they're going to go with that. I don't, I don't know who's going to win. I, I really think. Isn't that, that the good? Isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? Isn't that the point? I don't know. I, I think that, I think that, I mean, no, no, let me finish. Because, like, I get it. That's the point. You got two guys. You shouldn't, you know. I feel like somebody's going to get hurt from the loss in this. So whoever loses needs to get called up. I feel like, you know, they're putting Karrion Cross in a position where he's this impending doom. And if he loses his first title shot to kick his lead, then he's going to be hurt from that. So if he's going to be hurt from that, he has to be tra- tra- traded to smack on a roll to save his ass. If Keith Lee loses, he just got the title. So he's going to be hurt from it. So then he got to get traded off the smack on a roll too. So to why me, that's the does Hulk, you save this angle. Hulk, 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 pump the brakes, cuz. Why does Keith Lee and or Karrion Cross hurt from a loss? Because the way they were built. These guys are freaking monsters, you know, and Keith Lee had this incredible rise, double champion, just to lose. So if a monster it's takes out crazy. a monster, it does not, not make guy, sense? You know, impending doom, Karrion Cross, and then he loses, and then it's like, all right, I guess he wasn't that big of a deal in the first bruh, place. So, bruh, so, fucking monster. Bruh, if and, a monster lose to a monster, ain't that a fair fight, my nigga? Hey, hey, if you want to look at it, but... I'm, I'm asking. No, 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 no. Answer the question. Answer the question. No, no. Answer the question. Answer the question. If a monster loses to a monster, isn't that a fair fight? Listen, I'm not saying that. The, the CT, answer the goddamn question. I'm answering it. It's a fair fight as far as where you go from that point. It's not that I'm not intrigued in seeing the match itself. They can. You can have Karrion Crawl versus Keith Lee. I'm not debating that. Like it's not this is not the Pat McAfee Adam Cole thing. This is about where they go from the point where you know somebody gotta lose. Somebody gotta take an L and they're both at a point where I feel like they both would be um impacted negatively because of the way their build was. Now maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know, and I feel like the way to save it is for like carrying across to go to Raw or SmackDown. What if Keith Lee gets put what if what if Keith Lee put gets pushed to sleep and doesn't tap out? What if what if Keith what if they have a drag out beat down ass fight? Karrion Cross is the shit, the sleeper. He put that nigga to sleep. Keith Lee don't don't fucking tap out. He never gives up. He loses the title. He comes back, they have a rematch, and they do a fucking best of three. You telling me that shit can't fucking work if they got two monsters? All right, all right, but if that's how you want to take it, I do think Keith Lee will be harmed from that, considering his build. Now, that's just my personal opinion. Maybe I'm too much of a Keith Lee fan or Mark, whatever you want to call it. I feel like that build would be lackluster as far as what I've seen with Keith Lee. Now, if Karrion loses also, then it's like impending doom monster, and then Keith Lee, you know, forces a, um, takes the victory over him. He, you know, he ends the the reign of Karrion Cross. Now, how do you, how are you that intimidating now going forward? You but hold on, let me, hold on, hold on, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. Let me bring you back to reality, right? Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes man. Like, come on, nigga. Bruh, I, this goes back to the point. If you lose, my nigga, that, like, you lose everything, right? Johnny, no, not I, 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 you know what I'm talking I, about. I mean, listen, there's no, or, listen, 
Listen, let me listen. Does the fiend has the fiend lost any luster by fucking losing to Goldberg, my nigga? Absolutely not, because he's the best fucking thing that we've seen. So when you talk no, about he did. He's no, the best he, thing now. Right after immediately after after that loss, going into WrestleMania, we're like, oh, the fiend lost luster from that. You know it is. You can't say he did it. But he is now had to be built back up. Through this Bray and Braun feud, oh, hold, which is let, excellent. Let me so keep, yes, hold on. Let me happen. hold on. Let yeah. me let's 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 stop. Hold on. When Bray lost to Goldberg, the very next pay per view was Bray versus Cena. He didn't lose shit because him and Cena had the best fucking shit on the card, nigga. He didn't lose a motherfucking thing. He gained credibility in my fucking eyes. Right, so right. Bray didn't lose shit. On that one. I feel like he did lose something as far as credibility. Now, as far now, 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 in long term, I get because I get where you're coming from, bro. I do. I get where you're coming. Long term building, you can always re, re um, revitalize something. We just said about Naomi. You can always you know spark somebody back up. So I'm not debating that. But if you look at it as this carrying cross thing and Keith Lee thing, I'm not saying it shouldn't happen. I'm just saying that once it does happen. Whoever loses should be should be chained off the brand. I don't want them to be on NXT anymore, because that I mean maybe they can do a rematch, but do you really want to see a rematch with Keith Lee and Karrion Kross? Nigga, because how many times did I how many times did I see Keith Lee versus Dijakovic, my nigga? Realistically, realistically, with nothing on the line for something on the line and three way matches, like you telling me they can't fucking work the same guy over and over and over again with the same story? Dom, Donovan Dijakovic is way more gifted. In a ring. And he got fucking choked the fuck out by Karrion Cross. So you telling me characterized with a nigga that just got choked the fuck out? No, okay, we're talking two different two different things right now. No, we're talking logic. We're talking logic, man. We're talking logic. I'm talking about match quality. And and I'm not do not want to see multiple matches with Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. Can I see more than one match with Keith Lee and and Diamond? Of course, because they got chemistry in the ring. Now I haven't seen him and Karrion. They they blow me out the water. Come take over. I will come back on his podcast and I will say, you know what? I'll eat my words. But I do not believe that that's a match I want to see multiple times. Two out of three falls? No. I no, I didn't say two out of three. No. I mean, okay. So my listen, man. Listen. You seen Karrion Cross? Do you like his work? Yes or no? I haven't seen enough. Okay. I'll tell you right now. Okay. So with that being said, this conversation. Can't be had until you see the match because I didn't see all, I mean, but watch, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, it was, I just don't, I've never, I haven't seen something. I'm like, you know what? I can see him having nigga squashing Tommaso ain't shit. Tommaso lost to Johnny. Tommaso lost match. That's neither Tommaso- here nor there. Yeah. I'm just uh, saying, uh, I've seen him fight and it's been, been squash matches. So I can't tell him and like tell what he's capable of doing in an actual back and forth, you know, Main event and main event. Okay, so 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 with the I'm I'm stopping you at points because I'm I'm pinpointing shit right. We got the like Karrion Cross is a character, but Karrion Cross was Killer Cross, and niggas know who Killer Cross is, right? Killer Cross is a nigga that can go from 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 every standpoint of imagination. Killer Cross is a nigga that can go on the Indies. Keith Lee was in the same vein, right? So there's no logical imagination that two workers can't work right that's okay. that's number Listen, that's number no 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 i'm i'm, I'm that's okay. number one I said I didn't see I'm, now number two i'm talking about character my nigga 
Keith Lee's build to double champion led him to give away a championship. So he's only one champion, right? So right there, if you want to talk about hurting the character, that hurt the character right there. Number two, if that nigga Karrion Cross took out Keith Lee's best competitor, best competition, best friend damn near, that match has the capability of being a good match. And two, it would give you the capability to even fucking buy into the character. You don't no, know what the character... I'm not saying that I don't buy into the character. That's not the argument that I'm making. The argument that I'm making is very specific, is that if this match happens, one, I don't want to see it again. Two, I don't... So I feel like somebody's going to be harmed from it. And if they are, if they, if whoever takes the L needs to be changed brands. I don't want to see Keith Lee lose, stay on NXT... And be like driving back for his title. I don't. I think he just just move move on to Raw SmackDown. I don't want to see Karrion Cross lose and just act like he's, you know, just still this dominating. Why you don't? Why you don't want to see him? Why you don't want to? Hold on, hold on. Why you don't want to see him lose when the only nigga he dominated was a nigga who came back from a broken fucking neck. And Donovan Diver. And again, we say Dominic is a good performer. Did you not like the match from Dominic and Killer Cross? I told we we did talk about that last week. We were like, nah, it wasn't, it wasn't all that. Okay, and now, with that being said, I have not been a fan of Dominic Dijakovic's work a lot. So yeah. I don't know if it was Dominic, and I don't know if it was Killer. So I can't make the case of Sam because, again, I saw, I've saw Dominic and Keith Lee so many times. How many times can we be amazed that Keith Lee can do a leapfrog over a 6'7 guy? I guess every time he does it. But every time he does it, loses a little bit of luster to where it's a O factor. You see what I'm saying? Like, Keith Lee getting picked up out of the air from Dominic Dijakovic is a feat in itself. And any time you can fucking do that is a time. But aren't we tired of seeing John Cena pick up Big Show and like, Oh my God, the F! You, you like you know what I mean? Like it doesn't it, it, it loses luster. You just see what I'm yeah, saying? Of course, of but course. so I'm using that to make sense as far as we don't know. And if they have a banger of a match, you might want to see that shit again. So okay. hold on to the reservations, my nigga. I will, and I will. I will hold on. I told you if they do have a banger of a match, I'll come back and I'll eat my words on the podcast. <laughs> uh, it still doesn't change the fact that somebody gotta lose. And somebody needs to be tra- drafted somewhere else because um, I'm not. I'm, I think NXT is in a place right now where we're gonna need to see some transition as far as characters uh, mixing up. I heard that they might bring people from even the main roster to come down to check it up. I mean, they're not happy that they're losing. Pretty much got their ass kicked by AEW in the ratings this week. Be honest, you know. So um, they need to. They need. They need to make it more exciting. The past two weeks haven't been super intriguing in NXT. Um, I uh, know we're going to get Rhea Ripley and Martinez, uh, Mercedes Martinez, so maybe we can see that in the women's division. I like what they're doing with Io Shirai and Dakota Kai, so I'm interested in that. But as far as eight, eight, NXT is going, NXT, the only thing I'm looking forward to, like really can't wait to see in NXT, is the ladder match and, and, and NXT 30. And it's not, we haven't got the, even the, all the uh, competitors in that, so we don't even know who's going to be in that. So. We'll I'm, not going, I'm not going to lie. That ladder match is looking... That ladder match is looking boo-boo, my nigga. I'm not going to hold you, bro. <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to hold... Just throw him in there. I don't... Nigga, 
They need to put somebody in that shaving man need to come down there or something, nigga. Like, nigga, I do, but shit, it's a draw. Nigga, it's a draw. I'm not going Honestly, with uh, the way they use McMahon, I know you were saying that you were worried about Stephanie McMahon coming back and being, you know, a figure, you know, an authority figure. Shane came back this week, keeping the underground. I thought they did really great work having a light touch with the McMahon presence. You know what they're doing with Stephanie and Sasha Banks and Bailey because they've been out of control doing pretty much whatever the fuck they want. They needed an authority to figure. You don't need to have it permanently, but whenever things get out of hand and, you know, you know, Sasha and Bailey are taking advantage of the rules. Uh, they brought Stephanie in to you know, say, hey, now we're going to do it this way. We're going to have these uh, battle royal, which we, we skipped over on SmackDown. They're doing the women's battle royal. Oh, so no. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's go ahead with that because I think that ties in with everything. Like, so a lot of people are asking, right, so this fits in. A lot of people is the, you know, Stephanie McMahon, she announced that there's going to be a, a triple brand battle royal between um, NXT women, Raw roster, and, uh, and uh, SmackDown to see who battles uh, Bailey at SummerSlam. And a lot of people are actually bringing up that it could be uh, Tegan Knox. Um, a lot of people are saying that they would like to see Tegan Knox versus Bailey at SummerSlam. So um, um, a lot of people are saying that Tegan Knox might be their pick uh, to face Bailey. And I'm saying I might, I might want to see that. I might want to see Tegan Knox get bumped up to the main roster and, and kind of, uh, you know, make her way into the fold as being a baby face. You know what? I didn't think about that, but I would love to see that too. I think Tegan Knox can go. We just saw her have a great match with um, Io Shirai. She was, she was, she was a victorious in that. But um, I think it's, I think she's done what she needs to do in NXT. Uh, and yeah, her and Bailey could, could, could uh, definitely... Bailey needs a viable baby face. Now, if Kyrie Sane did not leave, she would have been the person to go after Bailey. But Bailey needs a viable baby face to go up against her that has kind of like that, you know, that 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 pure pure baby face, that pure white white meat baby face. Yeah, she she needs that. Tegan Knox is that. You know, um, I would have said Candice LeRae if she wasn't a heel because she had that kind of steam before. But they they really don't have one of those white meat baby faces on the roster on the on Raw or SmackDown that I would say. So I'm glad they're doing it with the triple brand thing. And hopefully Tegan Knox can pull that off. I didn't think about that, but that would be perfect, honestly. So with that being said, I mean, NXT has a lot of moving parts. I mean, um, I'm actually, right now, I was on my phone looking up, uh, you know, the rumors are around town for wrestling and saying that there actually might be a, a draft coming up next uh, in, in October. Um, um, so, you know, as you saying things, you know, like we spoke in a pre-production meeting, like, you know, have Street Profits possibly drop the titles and fucking move to SmackDown, like that might be a possibility. You know, we might have Adam Cole and, uh, and Undisputed come up and then they'll be on fucking, you know, a tag team and then another a face, you know. Um, you know, by October, you know, we might have Killer Karrion Cro Cross or Keith Lee up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, by that yeah. time... You know, maybe, maybe, maybe Keith Lee does lose and then lose a rematch and then he gets repackaged and he comes up because I think they're talking about fans, uh, live crowds in August 21st. I don't know how the hell they're going to do that, but okay. I, I know. Oh, I heard a rumor that they might be doing pay-per-views in New Zealand from, from now on, including SummerSlam. 
to have foreign crowds. So they might have all pay-per-views in 2020 be in New Zealand because the COVID cases are zero. So that's uh, a rumor. I don't know if it's true. It's, it's just I allegedly. Mean, I'm going to be honest, yo. If they can do something to where they make it like a fight island like UFC, I would like to see the year culmination of Roman and Keith at SummerSlam. I mean, at Survivor Series. Ooh. Survivor Series. Okay. I would be ill, honestly. That would be fucking ill. I like that. Yeah, I mean, um, like, that That would uh, be dope. I like that. I, don't, I mean, so Keith Lee should drop it at that point. Uh, <laughs> and, and I wouldn't mind if, you know, if Cross takes that and we get a baby face to go up against him. Maybe Finn, you know, you know, want to take it from him or something or compete. Um, let's move over to uh, AEW. You got anything else on SmackDown or NXT you got to talk about? Uh, no, man. Uh, we can go into AEW. Uh, they were the big winners of, of, of the week. Um, uh, well, you know, they were their big winners of the week, but then I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Chris how. Chris don't show no love. I don't. I mean, <laughs> listen. Okay, so let's let's get into it. So they won ratings, right? They won. They, okay. they won ratings. They had Eric Bischoff on the show, more WCW than it has ever been. Right, uh, you had a botched chair shot with Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara, right? And then you're getting bumped for the NBA. Yeah, so like I don't know how great of a week it was. Like it's a lot of ebbs and flows with AEW right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I, I heard somebody post that like no wrestling promotion is perfect, and that's true. Um, WWE's not perfect. AEW's not perfect. MLW Impact, you know, whatever you want to say, it's true. What I'm seeing here with AEW, which um, I want to give them credit for, is that this entire show they had, uh, I see that they're pairing um, veterans with people who have potential to be future stars. You know, Chris Jericho got paired with Orange Cassidy. Um, him, uh, what do you want? Whatever you want to say about Chris Jericho, obviously we're not big fans because honestly he's he's just out of shape. And You're not taking a shot this week for AEW. What? Huh? You're not taking a shot for AEW this week? Taking a shot? Oh, no, 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 <laughs> hell no. No, not, I'm not taking a shot. I was for, that was for Eddie Kingston more than for AEW last <laughs> okay. week. But, but honestly, because I'm glad he got signed. I, mean, I was asking for that. We all asked for it. Um, but no, I'm going to just give him credit on what Karras do. The Orange Cassidy debate ended up being uh, a little bit. It ended up being I, you know, better than I thought it would be uh, because they got a moment where Orange Cassidy got to speak. And um, be all, and so you get to see how he is on a promo, you know, for the first time ever. So Orange Cassidy did better than I thought on a pro, on the mic. He has some, he, you know, and it wasn't like he was fumbling or bumbling with words. And uh, I think that he was going to face Chris Jericho next week, and hopefully he can get the victory, and we can see Chris Jericho, you know, put him over. Because Orange Cassidy, believe it or not, he's super popular, you know, with AEW crowd, and I want to see him succeed. Uh, going forward, you have, like you said, Matt Hardy got busted over with Sammy Guevara. I don't know where this feud stems from. What I do know is that what made me more interesting in the feud was the botch. You know, so the botch that happened that night was like, oh, shit, yo, he's busted. Like, he, he really hit him clean. It was hard way. You know, uh, so um, if they have a match at All Out or whatever it is, they better make this a hardcore affair. Maybe you can rub off some give, you know, this baby, you know, like the Spanish god or whatever he is, pretty boy, give him some kind of grittiness, you know, to to himself with getting a victory over Matt Hardy in a um, And we kind of what Randy did to, to Mick Foley uh, and uh, their hardcore and that hardcore Intercontinental Championship match where Randy, sure. Randy was that guy until he, he took that thumbtack spot. 
Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, give him that kind of look. Okay, so he's willing to take take that kind of take it to a place where we haven't seen him go, and give him that 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 um that rub. You know, so I think Matt Hardy could be able to take that all over there. And then we saw Darby Allen and a John Moxley link up, which I think John Moxley once again put on a, had a great promo. If you saw it, he talked about how he sees himself in Darby Allen. Pretty much, and that uh, you know, like if I tell you, like I see how you are, you're gonna keep going. But please, when it's time comes, stay down. He's like, I know you're not going to because I wouldn't either when I were, when I was like you, you know, pretty much. But uh, stay down when, when it's time. And Darby Allen played into the match. Darby Allen kept coming back, and you know, you know, he got he got frustrated. MGF came out. He hit uh, uh, John Moxley with the belt, busted him open. John Moxley was able to recover from that, still to pull out the victory. I think that rub on Darby Allen, which is I think the second time he's faced Darby Allen, is show it, it, it's a good look for Darby Allen to be in the main event. You know, so I see that with AEW is going to take time, but at least it's not Chris Jericho versus John Moxley, Cody Rhodes versus Jack Swagger. It's not Matt Hardy versus Chris Jericho. We're seeing them linked up with future stars, so that's uh, not what I give to them this week. And they won in the ratings. They actually kicked NXT's ass. Yeah, I put it up. It was not. It was nine oh one to seven fifty three. So oh, 901, okay. 901 to seven fifty three. What I don't. What I. What I am going to. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to kill them. I'm. I'm going to let this ride out. I'm going to let them go out on the high note. What I am going to say is, is that the multi man matches are kind of overdone ish, right? Like they had a twelve man. You know, match. You know, last week it was a ten man match. The week before it was an eight man match. The pay per view was a six man match. Like, nigga, like you supposed yeah, to dwindle it down, nigga. Like, yeah, it was like they're trying to get people on the card, you know. Like, and talk about, we're talking about, you know, I'm gonna get into this a little bit later. Card utilization. You know, you don't want to just throw your guys in matches. I think NX. I mean, I think we've been conditioned to see a certain beat and rhythm with the show. From WWE and AEW, you don't have to be WWE. You can be your own wrestling show, but you gotta find some type of rhythm when it comes and when you place your wrestlers on the card. Because uh, it was the way the show started it was kind of for me a little bit just, just you know, I, I didn't, I didn't care for it. You know, as far as the multi-man match, I know they're trying to do some storytelling with FTR and Hangman Page. I'm over it already. Yo, get to the fucking punch line with this shit. Get to the fucking payoff. But what's going on with FTR, Young Bucks, Elite, Heyman Page, Kenny Omega, we need to pay off. I know you're going towards All Out. Maybe we'll get it there. But it's just dragging at this point, you know? And I know you guys are doing little bits and pieces of storytelling within the match. I know the Dark Order, you got something going on with Colt Cabana. It just is not, it's not, it's not there yet. You know, it's not, it's not, we're not feeling it. I see y'all doing stuff with Santana Ortiz and, and their best friend. And finally, they're showing some kind of, character outside of the inner circle being fucking lackeys for Chris Jericho. So I'm glad they're getting that opportunity to be themselves. So uh, all in all, it was a decent show. Uh, was it better than NXT that night? Yes. And was it, did it deserve the ratings bump? It did. But was it super, was it a lot better than NXT that, that it should be that much? I don't know. You know, I wouldn't say it was that great of a, uh, that much of a, a, a better show. But uh, they're doing their thing in AEW. Want to just give you all props this week. And uh, keep doing your thing. You guys are almost at a million, um, a million uh, uh, viewers. So go, go keep, keep pushing that envelope, and um, we'll see where you got, where y'all take this. But um, do you have anything to say about AEW? Anything else? 
Um, the commentary team is trash. It's trash. It's, <laughs> It's, yeah, the wor- it's the, it's the worst. It's the worst thing. It's the worst thing on the show. It's the worst. It's the worst thing on the show. Uh, it, it, it hurt the swir- It hurt the Reba match. Uh, uh, a rebel match. I'm sorry. And um, it, it, it was. It was. It's. It's. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. I got you. I kind of like tune them out. Like I just don't listen to it anymore. Honestly. Um, sorry, Jr. You're. You're a legend. Um, but uh, also they gotta have something to call. You know, they have to have like moments to actually call. AEW, I've been saying for a while, AWV's moment, a moment, and maybe you know we'll have some you know legendary calls. But I'm not feeling Taz. You know, Jr. feels like he's kind of like you know, just kind of just doing going the with job, the motion. Just going there and trying yeah. to it. Yeah, he going um, with the motions. He don't know none of the guys. Going- <laughs> he don't know none of the story. He don't know where they came from. He knows Eric Bischoff. He shouted him out. Oh, 83 Weeks Podcast. You know, like, gave him that, gave him that Nigga, one. because yeah. it's him and Conrad. Nigga, they need that bread. <laughs> you talking about? They sell yeah. dick pills. Nigga, listen, please. Yeah. Um, but, um, speaking of, uh, like I was saying before, car utilization, bro. Raw. My nigga, yo. And I, I got to say, Raw was the best shit this week. And maybe you guys got to go back and watch it. But just look at how many wrestlers and, and the way they used them on that show. It was better than anything we saw the week. Probably anything we've seen WWE do in a while. They used about like 50 niggas on the screen. And they all had a place that made sense. And the beat of the show, the, the rhythm of the show, you had you know Kevin Owens backstage with the um, Iconics. You had... Our truth, you know, get, getting the belt, um, you know, and got Kirk, you know, going after his belt with Sean Benjamin. You had the guys in the underground who were NXT guys. There were so many people on the roster that 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 on that show. Um, you got to hand it to them, and it wasn't. They didn't come off as sloppy. It was like we just throwing people there, you know. So I got to hand it to them. Um, let's kick it off. What do I got over here? Best stuff was all on in a minute. There was heavy storytelling at every angle. When you talk about the Dominic stuff with, with Seth Rollins, when you're talking about Street Profits and Montez being poisoned, honestly, I feel like that's some Santaria that Zelina Vega probably <laughs> did to him because he looks like he's doing some Santaria with that fucking crown she'd be wearing. Um, Apollo got the U.S. Championship certified as he's, he's the champion. So it was a great show all around. Uh, what, I, what I loved is that they told a story of the Hurt Business losing throughout the night having a terrible night to the end where they culminated with them taking everybody out in the underground, which was perfect. You know, you, you got to give them the rub on all those other people while them getting shined at the end of the night and taking everybody out in the underground and having the show end with that image of them all in their suit, like fucking badasses, her business, you know, is booming. So it was huge, man. It was a huge night for them, I feel like. I mean, Shayna, you know, I feel like she, she she's laying in the wings with the, with the, with the women's championship. Naya had a moment on the mic and she got suspended. There was a lot that went down on Raw. You got to hand it to everything. Joe's protecting Todd Phillips. There's a bunch of shit that I loved that night. Yeah, honestly, you know, you kind of set it up. Um, Raw was. Raw was just, it was moving, right? When you talk about beats and stuff and when you talk about, you know, the flow of the show. Um, you weren't able to sit with everything, but you was kind of able to sit with everything. You know what I mean? Like, um, 
it was all a foreshadow, a lot of stories, a lot of storytelling, as you say. You know, um, uh, you know, they made the announcement that Shane was coming back, and niggas' eyes rolled automatically. It was like, <laughs> you know, what's what's going on with that? And then, you know, when he brought back the underground, he was like, what? What is? It was almost like the the, the retribution. She was like, what is this? But then you're like, ah, I can get with it. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. then we could just see again where niggas is just in the element, right? I mean. Yeah. Dolph did have on skinny jeans and Jordan mid ones, so that was kind of unrealistic. But yeah. everybody else was down for the cause, you know what I mean? I mean, people even, I heard some people that were about, you know, with the underground stuff, taking it way too seriously, saying that it freaking harms, you know, real, the realism. Having somebody, somebody said that having underground diminishes the real, the show because. You're saying that it's real now, which they didn't say. They said that, hey, go until somebody stops, you know? Uh, people are just taking it way too far. They just want to criticize everything in wrestling. Um, it's all about the payoff, you know? So, And I think the payoff with the underground and showing the Hurt Business as firmly established, like, uh, placing underground, uh, I think that that was the, the payoff for that underground. And we're going to see what happens, you know, next week. And I actually want to tune in to see. I'm actually intrigued to see where it goes. Now, I have an idea where I would take it. And now I'm not sure if you want to go into Book and Black. We can get back into that. But there's a lot that just I, roll I into see. It. Let's just roll into it because I don't have nothing else on Raw. Go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah. When it comes down to it, when it comes to Book and Black, the Hurt Business needs to lead the... They're taking control of the underground, right? What if... Now, now follow me on this. What if... They're killing it throughout the entire night on Monday. And they're like, who, is there anybody left? Is there anybody else ready to get this work? You know, we're, we're, we're booming. They're just taking bets. They're winning money, you know? And then you just see Brock Lesnar walk into the underground and go face-to-face with Bobby Lashley. What if that's the payoff of this? And then we get a Brock Lesnar-Bobby Lashley match at SummerSlam. That shit right there will be the perfect setup for Bobby Lashley to be a heel facing a, I guess, tweener or babyface Brock Lesnar or whatever. You don't even got to put a heel or babyface on them. Just two guys, legitimate fighters, having a match at SummerSlam, and it was built through this underground fighting ring. It makes perfect sense. And what I loved about the underground is that you got to see MVP do his jiu-jitsu takedown. You got to see Shelton Benjamin do his wrestling uh, you know, maneuvers, uh, his you know, collegiate wrestling-style takedowns. And then you got to see Bobby just, you know, just taking everybody out, just manhandling everybody. They look legitimate. And this is what you've asked. Well, me and you have talked about these, these wrestlers, these black wrestlers who come into wrestling and they have great backstories. You know, Bobby Lashley from Bellator, from the military. And they put him in the ring and he's over here showing his ass. You know, he's, he's over here, you know, marrying Lana and, and having these goofy ass storylines. But this underground thing wipes all that shit away. When you have him look like the threat that he is. And Bobby's been heating up over the past couple of months. I know he lost to Drew, but he's killing it with, with, in the rain. He just has this kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like, it's like he has a new energy about him of just, I'm ready, I'm here to kill, you know? So I feel like them gearing him up, he's primed and ready for a competitor like Brock and have Brock walk into the underground and, and challenge Bobby. Um, I, I think, honestly, that... That's different. It's uh, new. 
Um, it will be the best use for Bobby Lashley in some time. Uh, it will be able to honestly get Brock Lesnar. Um, and this Bobby match that niggas been wanting for damn near two years now. Um, but with the Hurt Business and Underground, I don't want them to only reign for just SummerSlam. Because it's Bobby going over Brock. You know what I mean? In this fight, you feel me? So, like, I think hey, that... Well, I mean, when you talk about credibility losses, I think the people who can't lose credibility is those who are in the hurt business. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be hurting and be putting on hurts. You know what I mean? So, um, I, 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 I like the idea. I think I think maybe if that get... If, like you said, Brock goes under... And we get that rub to Bobby, and and they want to go with this, uh, you know, with this thing. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's I'm indifferent on it until I I know what it is until I see what it is. You see what I'm saying? Like, so I don't want to be the people that's like, oh, this is you know, the worst thing ever. You know what I mean? Uh, because it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I, I love it honestly. I I thought it was very creative. I think Shane was his role in it was perfect. He's not overused, over you know exposed, and he's all over your screen. No, you know he's he's the guy. You know he's he's the host. You know, so I thought it was dope. You know, and Shane would be the one in his daredevil ass to put together this underground fighting ring, and then the Hoodbrison comes in there and takes it over. Like, yeah, this is my, this is all shit. You know, um, that was dope to me. I thought Raw altogether it was just a great show. But Outside in, the, in only thing, the only thing, the only thing, the only thing I didn't fuck with was the Taz shit. The Taz shit was kind of scary at first, and then when you realize, like you know, he goes out and then like, cause you don't like, clearly you know it's a work at first, because if it was live, then it would have been a thing. You know what I mean? Like it was, if it was live, then you know, right? But it wasn't. If he li- passes out, and then and then has a match. It's a work, you know. I mean, it's. But a work, he didn't know? have so, he didn't have a match. He pa- he passed out during the match. No, I'm saying to the first time he passed out, they would have been, if it was serious, they would have still stopped. He wouldn't have had a match if he's passing out, you know. And he's passed out in the match. Then yeah, I feel like this is an angle, you know. Then they had Bianca whoop whoop on Zelina backstage. This is clearly an angle. This is all set together to build storytelling within the tag division. And honestly, but did I that did that need to happen? That 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 did not did that need to happen? Did did Montez need to be poisoned? Like what's it's just a storyline, man? It's not I, that. I'm okay. You can okay, man. You want to tell me it's just we we have? I mean, you can have your feelings about Pat okay, McAfee and Adam Cole, and then I can have my feelings about a nigga being poisoned when they just made a promo about yo we gonna fight our SummerSlam. So like, why can't they just have the feud? Of you know they going into SummerSlam like because my thing is now what is Tez gonna be off TV for a minute like what's gonna be that you know what I mean like I feel like they've already done beatdowns and all that stuff to escalate the feud towards you know the second biggest show of the year you know all the show all the matches should have some kind of stakes to it and if they if they're building animosity with this tag team like oh, yo you want to let's poison me during the match bet if you know let's go on, let's have this crazy match at SummerSlam and you're trying to take our titles I feel like it adds to the why can't like why can't story. niggas just go after the title so if Randy Orton the Viper if if, if, if Randy Orton bite if Randy Orton bites fucking Drew McIntyre like I got venom 
Would you believe it? That's a stretch, bro. That's a I mean, but no, nah, nigga, it's the, it's the, it's it's for the storyline, nigga. It's for the like the the stakes is the title, nigga. Like, what else fucking stakes we need, well, nigga? We saw Shayna bite fucking Be- um, Becky. It was part of storyline too. But and just, we hated not, it. Not that we not that we love everything about the storyline. You can you can have your opinion. I, I get it. And you're right. You have a right to not like the poisoning angle. I thought that it was something to. Um, escalated from the week before and I didn't mind it, put it that way, you know, and, and, and I'm like, okay, so they're 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 going somewhere with this rather than, oh, they just had a match, singles matches and true conference taking over L and we're gonna build up Andrade and, and Angel again. Now there's oh, how did he get poisoned? Who poisoned him? Um what you know, it wasn't really Zelina and, and Andrade, or was it somebody else? You know, so we can so there's levels to this that you can go from storytelling wise so then people entry, they're like, okay, let's see what they do with the tag division. That's what, how I looked at it. Bro, why can't they just have single matches and then Tez wins and fucking D'Angelo loses and then that's the draw and then they keep building to SummerSlam? Because my thing, that doesn't... Could, but I think that would be just plain. Like, they do that every single week. You know, it's just another thing. There's something different, like, you know? I, that's it. I, 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 I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I, I don't, you're like, it gives me intrigue. That, that, nigga, we know who did it. And then if they didn't do it, then who? And then are we going to care, nigga? Like, who? Like, what if it's Eric the fuck young they bring back? Nigga, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There was a lot of, um, what I liked about Raw, there was a lot of question marks that left for us to, like, Find out mystery by where with the with the retribution it guys you know what the lights going off and the mic's not working with the underground like, what's going on with that you know like what the hell and we're, we're seeing the fights we're like what the fuck is this shit and in the end you see the, the hurt business kind of get that payoff uh, with the uh, with the street profits and the, the poisoning it seemed kind of like and he played it off pretty well too like he just passed out shaking the ropes and shit I thought that shit was dope and he would take a sip of the drink and like you know, he like was a little bit funny I thought it was something to fill the spot and the gap that stretched. The night through, or you move the night along. But then when you get to see Bianca on the screen with them, because she's you know protecting the man, like yo, so you got you know what does it look like? You got it ain't like, no, it ain't no interview. Got, my, it ain't no. Me, what the fuck but that, that's what know? I'm saying. It ain't no interview. That's what I'm telling you, my nigga. That's what I, I know. It's a work, but if I'm coming from the trainer and if I see this bitch, it's a fight on site, and you gotta pull me off. You feel me? I didn't do nothing. I didn't do Hey, what's going on? You heard my man. You heard like that storyteller. It ain't no fucking Charlie Caruso with a fucking microphone. Like, what do you got to say? What do you got to say? No fucking mediation here. What, ha- what happened was she was talking to Zelina and Andrade. Bianca comes out of the 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 the, the, the medical room, and she's and rather than just accusing her, she's gave her a chance to come clean. And then she didn't come clean, and then she whooped her ass. I thought that was. I thought that. I mean, I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. That's my personal opinion. But I feel you. I know what you mean. And, and it's not for everybody. You might that might be something on Raw where you be like, hey, I wasn't feeling it. The week before, I was not feeling how they treated Free, free Profits getting jumped and them not walking. You know, and they addressed it, taking- right? They, they they came back and they addressed it. It seems like niggas listen to our podcast. Maybe it does seem like niggas listen to our podcast for real. On multiple levels, you know. I got you got Dustin Rose tweeting that Scorpio Sky should be pushed to the moon. Uh, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe just we are, and you know, that's just us two, two in our own horns. Um, it might just be we're on the pulse of things. But I, all in all, it was a great week of wrestling. 
we got people talking about wrestling, man. Um, I think uh, Sean Spears said it this week that he, with the AEW versus NXT stuff, he's just happy people are talking about wrestling again. And like millions of people are talking, which is cool. Um, and that's what we want. We want the competition. We want to be able to judge all the shows and be like, well, did you like this? Did you like that? Did you like, hate this? Did you like that? Who, who's your favorite and whatnot? But um, going into these two big shows all out, uh, SummerSlam, we're in a good spot. We're not in the best spot that it could be, obviously, with COVID-19 and everything. I um, mean, we, we want the crowds back and all that stuff. But all being considered, wrestling is in a great spot, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily complaining about too much of wrestling. Like I said, I watch too much of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm opinionated about certain things, but, like, drawing conclusions to stuff. And I'm like, I've... Now that as 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 even with what we do, right? Uh, we have a pie as we come. We talk about wrestling, but even with that being said, like I still watch it as if I may know, and then I may not know, and then if I know, I'm right. If I don't know and I'm wrong, if it was good or bad, then we can talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I think that's kind of where I'm at with wrestling, especially with my viewership, like. It's kind of like I said, it's the same, same, similar to sports, right? You know, like, yeah, the Lakers are the best team, right? And then the Clippers are the best team, but shit, looking at Portland, them niggas nice, you know what I mean? And you you, you never know, you know what I mean? Like, you look at yeah, fucking Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee, and them niggas might run into Miami. And it's like, so you, you may have no, you have analysis, you have expertise, you may have your data, you, you know, like whatever the case may be, even with wrestling, you know? So, something that's not as uh, even if something that's predetermined as wrestling, like yeah. niggas can switch up. So we may have an idea. Vince can hear too much of the chatter of what we think that we think that he knows and fuck everything up. You know what I mean? Which so, I think I would. We seen before. Which we, so we definitely seen before, nigga. <laughs> so you know, I, I next week. Like, so hey, you know, we just keep. You know, just you know, we can say we can say it's great right now, but we hold our breath. You know, don't you know, we don't hold our breath for this shit. It can it can be different. But I mean, speaking of that, you know what I mean? Um, I think that goes into business and logic, which will take us out the show. Um, you know, when we talk about Vince and making the making decisions or whatever, earlier in the um, earlier in the in the year, we had a, a business and logic uh, where we talked about WWE firing. Um, you know, a couple of execs, financial um, uh, execs um, that were uh, their CFO, I believe, uh, was got, was let go. And um, they they replaced what they had, what, what possibly, I don't know what this is going to be, but in business-wise, th- this name rings bells, right? Nick Khan was... Um, um, no relation to Tony Khan. No, no relation to Tony Khan um, was um, the head of CAA. And if people know about CAA, just look it up. It's the agency that runs everything. Sports, <laughs> media, entertainment, yeah. like CAA. Anybody who, anybody of anybody that needed a contract and got their bread, nigga, CAA got 10% of that. You know what I mean? So... Um, Nick Khan was, was, was the guy, he was the agent. He, and now he is, uh, replacing, uh, George Berrios and Michelle Wilson. Uh, those names we spoke of previously. 
uh, as the president and chief revenue officer of WWE. So, um, congratulations, Nick Khan. I mean, when it comes to that, we gotta. When it comes to that, we just gotta see. You know what that means. You know what I mean. And that's what I was getting to. Like, I want to know what you think that means for the for the audience. Because let's say they're in charge of revenue. Like, like what is his job title? What is he really doing? Is he handing making decisions on where they put their money and where they invest their money? Because if if that's the case, does that mean that he's like, hey, uh, looking at the books, we gotta cut this shit. This NFT shit. Like, we, we just gotta cut this shit. Let me go to business. Like, I know people love this shit, but fuck that NFT shit. We gotta take it down two shows again. Like, what is he? I'm not. That's just hyperbolic. I'm just joking with that. But I don't know where, what this means for the actual viewer. I'm 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 I'm, I'm curious on where this goes. I mean, you know? I, I guess you gotta be realistic. Like, everything we see as a viewer relates to business. You see what I'm saying? Like, and as a viewer, NXT is a fucking. You know, USA, because of business. You feel me? Like, everything kind of relates. Like Benny said, Benny, Benny the Butcher, shout out to Butcher. Everything relates back to drug dealing. You know what I mean? Like, everything relates back to this business, right? So, as far as a viewer, we may not know until we actually know, if that makes sense. But what I do want people to pay attention to is that, you know, I'm a person that owns, you know, Tiny shares and stocks in WWE. WWE is a publicly traded company. Um, This guy will more than likely make the best decisions for shareholders. Whether that be the best decision as a fan, we don't know. But I do know that when it came to number crunching, right, and niggas had to let people go, and it was between Apollo and Eric the fuck Young, Niggas made the right convert, made the right decision. So, as a viewer, I'm happy what niggas do with business. You know what I mean? So I'm here, but uh, again, like you say, um, I just I saw that, and and the reason why it brought up to me is because it crossed over, right? Um, I listen to the Dan Lebertar show, like I say all the time, religiously. That's that is ESPN's top earner, biggest sports podcast in the world. Speaking on Nick Khan going to WWE and Dan Lebertar said himself, he left CAA because it felt soulless. Like it just felt like everything they did was for the money. So okay. with that being said, you know, we may see more ads. We may see more advertisement. We, you know, man, like we may see more. Uh, right like we, Exactly. It, you know, exactly. Like, I mean, I think that goes back to what we just saw. With ESPN and Pat McAfee, right? See, like, Nick Khan made a lot of niggas at ESPN a lot of cash. You know what I mean? Like, this may be something. Like, you know, he made a lot of people at Fox Sports a lot of cash. You know what I mean? So, this may be a hire to where it's beneficial. And this may not be a hindrance to those that are are paying attention. You know, so I just wanted that to be something. And then, you know, on on another flip side to business, um, you know, we're talking about the NBA you know, we just make analysis to that and, and cross-reference to that. They're back, right? And they're back, yep. and they are bumping AEW, right? And and that's that's not beneficial, right? We talk about what's beneficial. <laughs> so like, that's not like that, that, that yeah. hurts, you know? Hey, if you're talking about getting bumped, you just said, like, uh, before we got on the pod, WWE has been bumped off of TV for a fucking dog show. So we all know that they've been bumped off for tennis 
and this is now the NBA. Come on, like, and so no matter what AEW got with TNT, I know they got their five-year deal. Uh, that's great and all, but this is the NBA, and and what I'm more interested in is that they're going up against with their with their Dynamite show. They're going up right against uh, um, up against uh, Takeover 30. So I'm curious to see how their ratings do on that night mm. because I don't think it's gonna be too well. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be nope. too hot. So, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna be curious to see if they try to do some special show that night because they should. Because they do the same thing to you when you guys had uh, Fighter Fest with Great American Bass. So if you're gonna crossbow grind them, you better get your business in order and put on a hell of a show on that show uh, on that night. But uh, um, with, also, with, um, also, I just wanna uh, uh, speaking of AEW since we're on it, um, I just had a, a article that I'm pulling up. Um, Warner Media, right? The 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 people we're talking about, the guys that own the guys that own, right? The TV yeah. companies. Um, Warner Media CEO announced that the guy, the TV exec that actually got all elite and got them renewed, is no longer with the company. So I don't know what that. When we talk about, we don't know what the Nick Khan situation is. You know, we seriously don't know what this would be. Um, we don't know how safe the show is. We don't know what that is. But we do know that when. When a new coach and a new GM comes in, they get rid of players. You well, know what I mean? They got paper on that on that five year deal. They got paid paper on that five year deal. So that's. Fine. I mean, but niggas he, took out buyouts from WCW before. You know what I mean? When niggas. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I, I feel like this. Everything can happen. You know, they got their money though. I mean, anything can happen with the show. But uh, when it, as a like with the Nick Khan stuff, he actually has. Um, he has relationships that you know WWE can leverage. That's pretty cool. With AEW, they're gonna. Have, I feel like they need to put somebody in place there that not only has the know-how of the business and finances, but they need somebody with some some connections if they want to take 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 us from that things going forward. Do you think and, Eric? And really, do you think Eric Bischoff? Do you think that was the phone a friend? Do you think that's what that was? Uh, I think that Eric Bischoff is outdated. I think you need or you get some young talent in there that's that's moving and shaking things. Or you know, and, and see where see see where things are going. You know, definitely. Uh, well, who's uh, don't, a young? Don't, don't but, go back to Eric Bischoff because I feel like that that's the same brain that that, that but, killed. I mean, that so, killed so so we talking yeah, business. We talking business, right? Like, what new blood is a TV exec that's going to actually get the cachet behind them from Warner Company to keep wrestling on? If it ain't somebody that they already fucked with before. I don't know. I, that's where I don't know enough about the TV execs situation. You know, I know that there's a lot going down, uh, and there's there's a lot of crossover between sports and between uh, wrestling. You know, like you just saw with Nick Khan. I know shit. The Rock just bought the XFL. You know, so he with another group that he's you know partnering with. So it had you got you got to get in those circles. You know, Tony Khan. I'm sure knows some people. He's the finance guy himself. He does analytics and statistics for the, the, the Jaguars. So maybe he knows some people. But you want your business running right. You know, you got the deal. Now let's keep this shit moving, and you got you got to get the right people in place so you can keep your shit moving the right right way. And you got to kiss enough ass. Let's just keep it a buck, <laughs> right? Yeah, you you got to like you know you got to rub enough shoulders. You got to do the right yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like a couple egos. You got to. You got yeah. to. You like that's the re that's the way business works. That's that's the that's, game. that's the game. You know what I mean? Your uh, network is your net worth. Yep. 
Yeah, man. Speaking of that, shout out to MVP. Um, his network equals his net worth. Uh, he inked a multi-year deal with WWE. <laughs> we, you know what I mean? So the hurt. So business is booming, my nigga. For the business hurt business, is booming. <laughs> future and future Hall of Famer and MVP. Thank you uh, for coming on the pod uh, and congratulations. We're calling out. We're calling out. We're calling out right now. Future Hall of Famer right now. Since he's been back. Yeah, I I think we're call, we're calling it right now. He's going into the Hall of Fame. Um, I yeah. think they're running yeah. WrestleMania back next year in Tampa. So I'm right back there, motherfucker. So uh, you know yeah, what I mean. Sure. So I think that'll be fire. I think that'll be dope. Yeah. Um, anything else you got for the show? Nothing. I mean, I had a couple of notes that I want to hit on. Uh, I know that Vince McMahon uh, spoke. I'm not sure what kind of call he was on, but he spoke about how he's high on Bailey's work. He's high on Bianca Belair as a singer star. He wants to push and Peyton Royce. Um, I think Peyton Royce has been great since he's returned. Billy Kay, but specifically Peyton Royce. Her and Shasta Banks had some inter- interactions in the ring where I'm like, wow, Peyton Royce is really popping, and she really has she can go in that ring. Um, and I can see her being a breakout star in that group. The Shawn Michaels of the tag team, um, and Sonya Deville. Uh, everybody thought Mandy Deville would be that breakout star. I think Sonya Deville is going to be the breakout star. Who? Situation. Mandy Deville? Uh, Mandy Rose. Everybody thought Mandy Rose would be uh, the breakout star in that tag team, Fire and Desire. But I feel like Sonya Deville, once again, I'll give her uh, props for her another great promo on SmackDown this week. She came off authentic, man. She comes off as, like, she's good. She's good on the mic, and she has great style. She's like, she's about to take your bits, man. Shit, that's how she feels. She has that swagger to her. So, uh, man, shout out to Manny, Manny Rose. She has a great haircut, you know, and all that shit that, that happened last week. Her hair getting cut. Uh, hopefully, it'll set a payoff um, coming forward down the line. Um, but what the payoff for me I want to see is somehow Otis losing his money in the bank briefcase because I don't think the money in the bank briefcase has been relevant in a long time, you know, and they need to put that on somebody where people care. Uh, I would put it on an Alistair Black. I would put it on a Ricochet. I would put it on a shit. Even if you put it on uh, one of the guys from NXT, comes up maybe Keely or or Karrion Cross. I don't know, but uh, I would have this whole thing somehow cost him the money in the bank briefcase somehow because it's been a, it's been years since we had somebody who could hold the money in the bank briefcase and use that as a rub to take it to the next level. I don't think Otis is that guy. I don't. I, I personally, I think he's a great character. I don't think Otis is that guy. We've, we've had Brock have it. We've had John Cena even have it. We've had a lot of people have it where it's like a, or win the time, get the briefcase, immediately cash in. So I wanted to have somebody hold it, hold the briefcase for some time. And I don't think Otis should have it at this point. It's not doing anything for him. He got Mandy. Yeah. You can't win twice, nigga. That's why. <laughs> that's why. Life, privi- is, that's life why, is not fair. That's why privilege right there. Um. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, that's it. That's a little bit of the little rundown I had. Oh, uh, uh, before we get out of here, I know a lot of niggas was talking about this Marty Jannetty shit. Oh, um, yeah. You can go ahead and leave that because, like I said, I don't really be into too much white people shit, but Marty Jannetty did some white people shit and uh, just confessed, you know, in a racist, you know, uh, 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 rant, rant, confessed to a murder confess, and man. threatened a woman of color, threatened a black woman. Like so, like I said to you guys in the group chat, this is like the epitome of white privilege, dog. Like 
could, could, could anybody, me and you, just commit, like, just, just casually. Oh, you was looking for that nigga? He was in the Chicopee River, motherfucker. Yeah, you looking for that nigga? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's over there in the river. You know, you know, I, 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 I made him disappear. Casually just uh, admit to a murder. Casually uh, threaten somebody within his, within his Facebook post. Yo, this guy is crazy, dog. Like, I mean, cocaine's a, hell, was, cocaine's a hell of a drug, my man. Cocaine is a hell of a drug, man. And it speaks to the lifestyle of wrestlers back in the day. Like you were saying, like, we've heard Snooker, and, you know, obviously everybody knows about Chris Benoit. These wrestlers, were, this is a, a, I don't know, man. I don't know. There's a lot of dark shit. And this probably would be on Dark Side of Wrestling one day with Martin Janetti. And I just hope that the justice is served. And that dude should be locked up if any of this is true. And, and, and even just for threatening, he should be honestly um, be, be being looked at by the police. I hear that maybe they, they might have been searching his home. I don't know sure if that's going to give him any evidence if he killed the guy back in fucking 76. I'm not sure when it was, but yeah, this mind just did anything. It's crazy. Um, and that's all I'm going to say on that. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, and man. It's, it's, it's white people crazy. You know what I mean? It's, it's definitely crazy. white people Just crazy. Just a murder casually. Just listen. Hey, I killed the motherfucker because, listen, this fag I used to buy... This fact I used to buy weed from, like, come on, we don't use that word no more, bro. Like, God damn. There were so many flags. And her Jamaican, that, that her Jamaican jealousy, crazy bitch, damn near is what he said. Like, I mean, it's like, God damn, Janetta, you can't just stop at one. You just had to go for the trifecta, my nigga. Oh, no, no, you gotta do murder, racism, homophobia, all in one. I'm like, a, I'm a burrito, I'm a burrito crazy. of bad shit is what I am, nigga. Eat me as I am. Pause. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in life, but uh, shit, I hope you get some help, man. Nah, fuck that. He don't need no help. He need a jail cell, nigga. Black people need help. That nigga needs (laughs) fuck. Nigga, he don't need no help. He's had help, nigga. He should have been been locked up. That's right. He has been in rehab. Shit, he 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 needs to Nigga, go 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 back true, and but... go back and listen to the Bruce Pritchard podcast of the Marty Janetti story, nigga. We've heard stories of Sean, right? Niggas don't hear stories of Marty because they're that bad, my nigga. I need to go back and listen to that. <laughs> like it, like it. Marty was worse, you know what I mean? Uh, but that's that's that was that was the week that was, man. That's. That's it, man. I, 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 I'm a, I, I didn't have anything else. I'm kind of, like I said, I'm kind of semi-excited. Yeah, 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 semi, semi. It's not bad right now, you know? And uh, looking forward to seeing how the summer turns out. Keep posting for what we're doing on, on the Twitters, on the social media, all the platforms, Beach Wrestling Podcast. And thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for listening, man. Y'all always rocking with us hour and a half. I don't know how long y'all be with us. But if y'all always stick to the end, we appreciate it. Cause for sure. we always stick to the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We're here. Thank We're you. Here, right? Thank y'all, Consist- man. Thank y'all. Consistency. You know what I mean? Um Man, what was this episode about? What's the what's the theme, man? Things are looking up. Put it that way. I think things are looking up. So let's let's go on a positive. Business is booming. Episode one ten. Ah, man. Shout out, shout out to my guy. 
Shout out to Antonio Brown. That's what I was just about to say. Shout out to he's problematic in itself, but that's why I just said my guy. Like I was just gonna leave it at that. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah, he need help. Shout out, nigga. Shout out, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Man. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. thank y'all, man, Peace for out. listening, man. Peace out.